everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today to Off the Bench. You have found me at my little corner of the internet. This is Friday, July 30th. And today I'm going to encourage you a little bit from the word of God. And I'm going to finish answering your questions. You guys, I'm kind of getting down to the bottom of the stack. So stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Washington State was once admired for its public schools, its thriving economy, the safety of our cities, and our raw natural beauty. People wanted to move here. Now, they want to leave. The truth is, the radical left has been chipping away at our great state for a long time. They spent literally the last 30 years dismantling brick by brick the very virtues and values that made Washington State a sought-after place to live and work. The Democrats' assault on public safety through the demonization of police officers trying to do their job is threatening to our peace of mind and to the safety we have long enjoyed in the district. In fact, the disastrous policies of woke bureaucrats have emboldened criminals by allowing them to avoid conviction and incarceration. I've had enough. We can do better. The dream that Martin Luther King had for this country is quickly fading as once again we're focusing more on skin color than on character. Have you had enough? Because the left is just getting started. Our constitutional walls have been breached. Even our Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms is being threatened. I've had enough. This must not stand. It's time for a change in leadership. And the only way to combat the bold, hostile takeover of our American way of life is to elect bold leaders who love this country and are willing and ready to fight for her. I'm Heidi St. John, and I'm running for Congress because I know that together we can turn the tide and restore America to the values that have made her the greatest nation on earth. If you've had enough of weak Republican leadership and dangerous Democrats, I invite you to join me in the fight for the soul of America. There's no time to lose, and I'm just getting started. This ad was paid for by friends of Heidi St. John. So thanks for tuning in today, you guys. I'm always so honored that you would spend a little bit of your time with me. Thank you very much for writing in and letting me know how you guys are doing. I have to say, I mean, for all of the years that I've been doing this, when I started out doing like a two-minute devotional, and then I was like, oh, I can't really do it for two minutes. And then we tried to do an hour long. Some of you guys remember that. And I finally sort of settled into this little, you know, sort of quiet routine talking about, you know, um, homeschooling and, and eventually the Lord burdened my heart to really start talking about the culture. And then I got even more bold and I started talking about what's going on in the schools and even more bold and talking about what's going on in, in comprehensive sex education. And finally I got so bold that the Lord, I mean, and the Lord's been moving me right all this way, my husband and my family and our kids and everything to enter into the political realm. And it has been a wild, wild ride. And one of these days I'm going to write about it, <laughs> but right now I'm too tired. <laughs> One of these days I'm going to write about it because we're not called to live safe lives. Lord, help us not to live to be safe. We're here to do as much good to proclaim the gospel for as long as we can. And that's what, that's really for me, that's what getting involved in everything that we do is all about. It's to encourage and build up the people around us. To be able to look at something and sit down with another human being and say, is this working? Let's talk about why it is or why it isn't working. And that's part of what's been going wrong in the culture. And I was reading in the Psalms this morning and I, you know, I'm reading through, I tend to read a bunch of things sort of simultaneously in the morning, but 
by the way, if you guys, you know, when you wake up in the morning, listen, open up the word of God. I mean, I'm just preaching to myself right now. So you don't have to listen if you don't want to. When I don't open the Bible in the morning and the first thing I do is get on Facebook or the first thing I do is check my email or the first thing I do is answer text messages, I tend to be behind for the rest of the day. And I mean behind behind like behind, behind the eight ball, you know, spiritually, because the adversary kind of gets a, a throttle hold on you. And and he can steal the joy right out of what God's asked you to do. Because everything in this life is hard. God didn't promise us an easy road. He never said that anywhere. And yet in the midst of it, God says we're to praise him. And I read this out of Psalm 89, and I hope it encourages you. This is Psalm 89, 1 to 8. I will sing of the Lord's great love forever. With my mouth, I will make your faithfulness known through all generations. I will declare that your love stands firm forever and that you have established your faithfulness in heaven itself. You said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I've sworn to David, my servant, I will establish your line forever and make your throne firm through all generations. The heavens praise your wonders, Lord, your faithfulness too, in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the skies above can compare with the Lord? Who is like the Lord among the heavenly beings? In the council of the holy ones, God is greatly feared. He is more awesome than all who surround him. Who is like you, Lord God Almighty? You, Lord, are mighty and your faithfulness surrounds you. I love this because the psalmist is saying that we are called to tell of the great love for the Lord. We're supposed to tell about why we love him and and what he's done for us. And that's kind of how the psalmist begins his worship. He's like, I'm going to sing of the Lord's great love. How long? Forever. And you notice it's not dependent on his circumstances. He's not saying, I'm going to sing of the Lord's great love and his mercy as long as everything's going fine. No. Instead, he, he ruminates. He thinks about God's greatness and his glory, how amazing it is to be loved by the Lord God Almighty. You guys, this is something they can never take away from you. In fact, the psalmist writes, your love stands firm forever. And so the message that we pass on to others should always center around the love of God. And in the message, verse 2 says, I'll never quit telling the story of your love. It's good for us to keep our eyes on that because we're going to encounter suffering. It's not real popular in the uh, in the woke church and people don't like to talk about it in the churches that tell you that, you know, the prosperity gospel churches. But the truth is suffering is part of the Christian walk. And in fact, the apostle Paul in Romans chapter eight said, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us for the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed for the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into freedom and glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning. Can you guys feel it? Oh, I do. We know that the whole creation has been groaning, as in the pains of childbirth, right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, 
who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we wait for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we are saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. For who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray, for the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Verse 28, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he justified. And those he justified, he glorified. What then shall we say in response to all these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? And as we go into the weekend, you guys, I, I mean, I, I know I've been answering a lot of your questions and talking about the headlines and I'm watching your responses come in. If, if you guys want to reach me, you can reach me at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. That's how you do it. And I, I look at those. I read them all. I know that a lot of you are frustrated, but you know what else I'm seeing? You're, I'm seeing your off the bench stories. I'm seeing you going, hey, you know what? I'm just here for a little while and, and the Lord's doing something and I'm going to, I'm going to do what God wants me to do. And I don't have fear because the Bible teaches that my days have already been ordained for me, that the Lord of Heaven's armies saw me when my body was formed in the secret place. He knew my name. He calls me friend. When we know that in the in the pit of our knowing, in the bottom of our knowing, we parent differently, we live differently, we share differently, we speak differently. Because we're not, we're not, they can't, you know, there's, there's nothing that can scare you then because you're like, well, the Lord told me to do it. So I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I belong to him. And like Dr. Kathy and I were talking about last week, we, we wear the label redeemed. And so I want to, I want to encourage you that where God guides you, he will also provide. And there's nothing, absolutely nothing that can separate you from his love. As far as the, as the heavens are from the earth, he loves you guys. He loves you. We don't need to live in fear. We serve an amazing God. Look around. His evidence is everywhere. All right, last batch. I'm going to see if I can get through a bunch of your questions today. Please tell me about your homeschool resource center. Could it help a single mom get her children out of government school? First of all, I would like to acknowledge that you called the public school a government school, which is exactly what it is. So thank you. That was a great question. Yes, the Homeschool Resource Center, which is located in Vancouver, Washington, that's exactly what we're here to do is to help you get your kids out of school. We sort of handhold you. There's tons of classes, lots of tutors here. We have a theater program, a music program, a beekeeping program, a ceramics program, a PE program. We have a coffee shop and a bookstore and moms who are here all the time to do counseling and help you come up with a a plan to school your children. And so you guys can check it out. Our registration is open right now. At the time of this recording, we might actually be full. We, we had 80% of our classes fill up within the first half an hour that we opened registration on Monday, but you can still check it out. FPHRC.org. That's Firmly Planted Homeschool Resource Center.org. Check it out. Heidi, 
if we can only address one issue, which is the most important? Well, if we're talking about the most important issue, that's always going to be the gospel. If you're talking about outside the gospel, I would say it's education. The hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. And uh, we have long ignored the fact that our schools are on fire. Our universities, our secondary schools, our, our elementary schools are absolutely on fire right now. And you guys have got to turn your attention to helping parents get their kids out of these government indoctrination centers. We're hurting our children. And we, and frankly, we've waited too long. There are so many things, right? And I, I'm gonna, I'll answer this question more over at America's Town Hall because this, this really does go into the realm of the political. And I'm trying to answer those questions over at America's Town Hall. I do that once a week on Tuesdays. I try to air them on Tuesdays. Actually, it's going to be Wednesdays pretty soon because I'm changing my recording day because I am taking, wait for it, a Sabbath. I know. In the midst of my crazy life, my husband and I are praying about it. And I, I called my daughter Savannah on the phone. And I was like, help me organize my life because it's on fire. And so we're taking a Sabbath. And uh, that means that I'm going to record on a different day. And so that means probably um, America's Town Hall might come out on Wednesdays. I'm not sure yet. We'll We'll, we'll figure it out. Anyway, uh, education is at the top of my list. Uh, we can talk about voter integrity. We can talk about what's going on at the border. We can talk about what the what the Congress is funding. We can talk about the disgusting bills that are on the floor of the House of Representatives right now. The country is on fire, you guys, and you need to have good people there representing you because if you don't know who they are, if you don't know who the people are who are representing you, and I mean to tell you, watch how they conduct themselves. Watch who they surround themselves with. Watch the tactics that they use in their campaigns. If someone will lie to get elected, they will lie in office. And that's the truth. And so we, we got to be making an honest mistake is one thing, willfully lying. That's something different. Part of the reason that I'm running is to help bring integrity back to the political sphere. You know, we don't actually have to, it doesn't have to be a blood sport. It's just that we've allowed it for so long that now it is. And people just go, oh, this is politics. Yeah, because that's what we that's what we said it was, and that's what we allow. Shameful. This is a comment. Heidi, they have infiltrated healthcare, nursing schools, and social workers. Yep. They've infiltrated so many schools here in Tennessee, especially Chattanooga. We are told we can be sued if we speak out against the healthcare industry. Have you heard pedophiles pushing for sex for all ages? Absolutely. <laughs> that's that's part of it. You guys, there's a reason why they groom your kids to understand consent at the age of five. Yeah, someone said, it. no, no, the pedophile. No, that's not. No, it's true, you guys. You, you pull, pull, pull your head out from under the covers and start looking around the room. That's it, absolutely true. It's sickening, but it's true. You know, when they said um, all, all we want is um, equal rights, all we want is to be married, that was never what they wanted. They won't stop until they get complete, 100% capitulation, until your view, you're not allowed to have it anymore. You don't, you believe marriage is between a man and a woman, you bigot, you hater. You see traces of pedophilia and the homosexual movement and the LGBTQIA, RSTVW movement, then you're a homophobe. No, you're just discerning. It is here, and it's sad. What are your thoughts on vouchers? Is there hope one day? Yes, I'm a huge fan of school choice. If parent notices that the school is teaching their children critical race theory, if they are pushing the 1619 project, if they've got social emotional learning, if they're teaching comprehensive sex education and the parents go, golly, I just do not want that for my child. It's tax money that 
promotes all this stuff, by the way, all this garbage. You guys are paying for it. You should be able to go to the, the superintendent or the principal and say, hey, I'm giving you guys back the uh, key to my kid's locker and we're moving on. And the money should follow the child. I believe that with all my heart, it's absolutely time. And I think it would force the schools to start cleaning up their act. I'm going to be pushing that line for as long as I have breath. That's for sure. Heidi, children will listen. Besides parenting and church, how do we get the message to children that all this mess is wrong? What is another avenue? Well, with our children, we, we, you know, we chose to just surround them with information. So really good books, really great books, by the way, over at Answers in Genesis. Find companies and ministries and organizations that you trust and look and see the kinds of things that they have made for families that teach your children apologetics and teach them the truth. And uh, we teach our children starting at a very young age that God's word is true. What God says is true. And we have to be committed to that. And if we're not committed to it, we're going to, we'll, we'll suffer. I mean, for real, straight up. So uh, I always encourage parents, every avenue that you can take, take your kids to the Creation Museum, take them to, take them to the Ark, take them to the Sight and Sound Theater, find good and wholesome things. Don't take them to Disneyland. Don't want, Disney is garbage. You guys, I have friends who work there and they are afraid for their jobs. They know it's garbage, but they don't know what else to do. And it, it makes me, it makes me sick. How can people best help you? Wow. That is, thank you for that question. I'm going through all these cards. So I didn't even know that was in here. Thank you for that question. Biggest thing right now is we are, we are in the middle of a congressional campaign and it, we have got to raise money. And so uh, if you guys can help me, every little bit helps. Heidi St. John for Congress.com. If you're interested in supporting that run, remembering that my voice in Congress is a voice for the nation, not just for CD3. Also, if you're interested in supporting the uh, the work that we do here at the podcast, I'll link back to all the, the links in the show notes today. But if you go to HeidiStJohn.com, you can find different ways to support this ministry. If you're interested in supporting the nonprofit, that's Firmly Planted Family, and I will link back to that in the show notes today. And also, you guys, the best thing that you can do, I mean, obviously, we need, we need your financial support desperately, but the best thing that you can do is pray. This is a spiritual battle, unlike any I have ever engaged in in my life. I told my husband the other day, I feel like we have stepped into some sort of spiritual hornet's nest because the enemy has taken control of the political sphere and he isn't just going to give it up. And you guys could be praying. Please pray for us. Put us on your refrigerator. Put my name on your mirror. I don't care where you got to put it in your car, wherever you'll see it. And uh, we greatly appreciate that. At what age do we discuss cultural things like transgenderism? If the kids don't bring it up to us, do we bring it up first? Absolutely, you bring it up first. You bring it up when you see men being feminized and men in dresses on the cover of Vogue magazine and they're trying to emasculate our men and you tell your boys, you are not a girl. You are not a girl. And you ask them, did God make you a boy or a girl? That's what I did. Did God make you a boy or a girl? My my uh, my daughter, who's now 10, almost 11, was four when she saw, you know, sad and mentally disturbed Bruce Jenner on the cover of Vogue magazine. And she asked me why that man was wearing a dress. Our kids intrinsically know that this is wrong. And they just need their parents to back them up and tell them the truth. And so tell them the truth. And you remind them who they are in Christ. Their identity comes in Christ. He made them male and female in the image of God and that they are loved just the way they are. What would happen, you guys, if our kids knew that they were loved just the way they are? That they, we, we love them in the body that God gave us, God gave them to us in. And that 
God has a wonderful, wonderful future for them as they follow him. And that should be the message that's on our lips. All right, you guys, that's all I got time for today. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, I'm going to be at Calvary Chapel Tri-Cities tomorrow in Kennewick at 8.30 in the morning, and uh, I'll be speaking there for the prayer breakfast. Please be in prayer. Remember, we are doing 40 days of prayer here at the show and in Clark County, Washington, praying until the 1st of September for this area, for our nation, for healing, for revival, and uh, for God's spirit to move. We need it now more than ever. We love you guys. Have a fantastic weekend, and I will see you back here on Monday at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.